Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. And a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? You okay today? Very good. Very good. And today we're going to be talking about the construction phase of your development, um, which, uh, I mean, we, we do a number of developments simultaneously, Nigel, and we've worked out a system where we can do multiple times because we engage with our professional team. Absolutely. And that makes it so much smoother, doesn't it? Very, very much so. And I think this, this is a really important message to get out there, isn't it? In terms of, you know, the developments, our model, you know, the way that we, we transact our opportunities um, is, is engaging with that professional team. And, you know, all the listeners, they would be doing the same, you know, finding a great project manager, finding a fantastic quantity surveyor, you know, to take all the heavy lifting and, and bring in, you know, to bear, you know, many, many tens of years of uh, knowledge, you know, within the industry. And uh, to be honest, it's what the, the counterparties want to see, isn't it, Mark? You know, the, the the funder wants to see this. He wants to see, a you know, that structure in place. And and to be honest, that, that gives then us as the developer or the enabler that freedom of choice of time of of how we want to interact with the development, whether it, it's a weekly, a fortnightly, a monthly affair, you know, but it's a choice. Uh, because I think importantly, while the projects are underway under the control and and protection, if you like, of the uh, the project manager and the QS and all the rest of the professional team. You know, I think it's important for us as those enablers to go and find the next opportunity, isn't it? So really, really important. Yeah, exactly that. In previous weeks, we're really building on a process, a story, a, uh, a well, a system, uh, and that, that's what we have. That's what we follow, where we've we've engaged with. Um, agents we've found the deal um we've engaged with our professional team who are doing the conveyancing working with the private investors on the capital um with our broker getting the institutional funding recently we've talked about the uh, the design process the tendering the procurement and now we're at the point of we've appointed our main contractor and we're now about to go into that that construction phase. So it, it just builds the simplicity of that process, but the execution has got hundreds of years of experience of our professional team, backed with solid professional indemnity insurance, yeah. under contract, the bank love it. And um, well, I mean, with some bad developments, you know, it might take us a day, a day a week, and some of them a day a month, you know, and, and that's doing multi-million pound developments, but Absolutely. standing on the shoulders of giants, isn't it? It is. With, it with is. So, so important. And, you know, you know, if there's people out there that are, are looking to get their first opportunity or first deal, you know, creating that team is, is great for them, really. You know, it's, it's building together almost a family that, that hopefully you'll just be rolling out on the next and the next and the next, you know, and it, you know, I mean, we're into, you know, quite a number of deals now over the last six years. And, you know, we've got the same architect from day one, 
you know, we've got the same professional team from day one, you know, we've got the same delivery partner from day one. And it almost becomes once a new opportunity arrives, uh, you know, we pass it on to the principal designer and it's almost a conversation of, do you want the same again? <laughs> you know, and because everybody's that getting to know you phase has all been dealt with, all been dealt with multiple times. Everybody knows everybody's expectations and, and away you go. And, uh, and that just gives us, as you say, Mark, the, the time to lift our head above the parapet to go, right, let's go and find the next one. You know, yeah. because it's, it's important to serve, isn't it? We need to serve multiple people. I mean, we think of just naming a few. We need to serve the lender. The lender wants not one deal, but multiple deals. The private investors want multiple opportunities to invest. Your contractors, your professional team, don't just want one deal. They want to keep moving on and have that continuity of work and an opportunity to earn earn income. So it's kind of our duty, isn't it, to rise above that and then get off we go and find that next opportunity for them. Yeah, inc- incredibly important. I was having a chat with uh, with one of our mentees the other day, just joined, and um, they had a moment of self-doubt. Um, and they were explaining to me how their previous skill set in life wasn't wasn't relevant. And so we had a had a chat, and um, it soon became very clear that their skill sets in corporate life for the last 15 years had been that of a project manager. So it didn't take long to puff up their feathers and and show them that actually that's probably one of the most prized and valuable skill sets you could have. Coordinating a solicitor or accountant, your on-site project manager, your QS, um, brilliant skill set to have. So sometimes we need to look inwardly and and really bring out those core skills that we've learned a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we... We go, you know, join the podcast and our sort of a half an hour session here. We we do take everybody into the detail, don't we? But um, this is just so that you get you get a flavour of the particular granular subjects, and therefore, when you speak into your project manager or your quantity surveyor or whoever it may be in the professional team, you can talk at a level because you've got that, you know, you've got had that education and you, you've been down into the, the detail. But you know, th- these fellows and ladies, they just the ball up and run with it don't they which is just absolutely fantastic and just gives us that opportunity to to be looking and build those relationships with the uh, commercial agents to to find the next one because you know it's you, you become very hot property i think once you've demonstrated you've secured your first deal or your second deal or your third deal because from a commercial agent's perspective you are doers you're absolutely doers and you know, I, I'm sure um, people will understand there's quite a few tie kickers out there that say they're going to do things but don't particularly do it. So the agents are waiting for and watching and, you know, waiting for those people that are actually doing the transactions and and certainly will, you know, wholly engage with them, you know, which is uh, which is great. Um, and having that, that system where you bring all those teams uh, together, you mentioned time is, well, it's all of our, uh, prized commodity and that was one of the um one of the commitments we made to our families wasn't it in back in 2015 when we retired from corporate life um and we learned from from how we evolve these projects and we're here to give you that that uh, that shortcut to creating you know great systems um so one top tip for you which you could really consider is when you're looking at your development you've got your uh, contractor appointed make it easy on yourself make it easy on your schedule 
what we tend to do is build in a, a, a construction phase calendar. And there's a number of advantages here. Let's say you, you take the, uh, the third Wednesday of, of every month as an example. So everybody knows that is um, the monthly review date. And a number of things happen on that date. Um, firstly, you're absolutely surrounding yourself with, the, with your professional team. So your architect is going to be there, your principal designer, maybe the structural engineer, the contractor is going to be there. So all these parties you've worked hard to engage, they're going to be there. And you can play a semi-back seat in this role because you're going to probably appoint the chairman of the meeting, might be the principal designer when you do the review. Um, at a certain point, the main contractor will deliver their report. You'll have your quantity surveyor there um, who will um, analyse the change control register. You'll have um, the main contractor doing their monthly application. Your QS will be there to check it. The bank's QS will be there to check it as well. And the idea here is no surprises for anyone. It's that pivotal meeting and you can attend or not attend, but you know, there's that one morning, probably not a whole day, but one morning, everybody does a site visit, um, a walk around, and that's really valuable. The bank come, can come along as well, and that's taken you probably four hours of your life, and that condenses probably 80% of the contractual administration in the month mm. into that one four-hour period. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're... Your point there, Mark, you know, the chairman of the meeting isn't you, you know, you would appoint the contract administrator, you would appoint the project manager, you would appoint whoever it may be to to chair that meeting, you know, to structure it, to, you know, somebody to take the minutes as a record, all those sorts of things. And you can then attend as the client, you know, be a client, be somebody who can be there and listen, you know, objectively through the the comments that have been made, and and just just have that free air to think about things that possibly nobody else has thought about because they're in the weeds, you know, those sort of things. So that that's where that's where your value actually comes in, to be honest. But uh, yeah, de definitely appoint a chairman so that if you're there or you're not there, it still goes ahead, which is hugely important. De definitely. That's um, that's a real top tip. That works really slick with or without you. There'll be times when you can't make it. There's an audit trail, a record. It's prepared by somebody else. You get you are then the checker of the minutes rather than the producer of the minutes. At the end of the day, look at yourself in the mirror and decide what role you want to play. Um, I've never seen any um, main contractor or design team ever charge extra because they have to take the minutes of a meeting each month. So at the time when you're tendering, just that little bit of thought process on how you want things structured really help. And as, as we know, much of what we talk about is, is business acumen. When you're in property, you're in business. It, it just, it's not worth um, acquiring property uh, for many reasons, tax reasons in particular, uh, in your personal name. You know, you're going to be acquiring property in a company, so therefore you're in business. And we know one of the challenges in business, and the reason why many businesses fail, is lack of cash flow. So this is very relevant on the diary here. When you enter into a contract uh, with the main contractor, 
and your contract with the bank as well, you need to make sure they come together and sit um, side by side seamlessly. And by that, I mean you don't want to have your main contractor on seven-day payment terms, but your bank on 21-day payment terms Mm. Um, because you'll be 14 days exposed on cash flow. Well, the simple way is get both parties together the application comes in on that third Wednesday of the month or whichever day you choose. Your QS is there. Your bank are there. All three parties agree the application there and then on that day. You know, if they're counting up and the, the main contractors applied for seven installed kitchens and actually there's only five installed kitchens there, Okay, everybody looks at each other. Yeah, we agree. Actually, we'll strike that down from seven down to five. We'll adjust it. That's the approved payment. Everybody happy. And then the sequence of payment uh, follows. And that way, nobody's exposed. That's creating shared value where where there is no cash flow impact to any party and everybody agrees. So that's a real top tip on managing cash flow and managing the, the, uh, the development's diary. Absolutely, and that and that's so so can be so time consuming or so time efficient. You know the the way you've described it, having everybody in in the same place at the same time to sit around the table to have a walk around the site together to agree percentages complete on the various activities. You know to go back to the cabin with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, sit down, agree, and then go and do their their, their daily roles super efficient. You think of the alternative, you know, the contractor submits the application, that goes to the QS, there's backwards and forwards between them, you know, a couple of days potentially, you know, and then it goes to the monitoring surveyor and it could be a couple of days between those two parties agreeing or disagreeing. So, so, so much more efficient just to bring everybody together. And it's, um, you know, people are people, you know, it's, it's a people business, isn't it? And I think just to get people together to agree, and, and move away with a smiley face, I think, from that site meeting is, is the way to do it for sure. Yeah, it's very, very, very efficient. There seems to be a common trait here, and we keep mentioning, uh, uh, you know, great uh, QS. Um, but that, that QS, uh, I mean, we use Jake Southers, uh, your QS company, um, provides us a brilliant service. And, and that service starts right at the, at the beginning. That could be looking at floor plate design, looking at initial cost plan, right at the start of that process, a quick call, a quick uh, form of engagement. That follows through all the way through the, the tendering, you know, managing the tender returns from the main contractors, the appointment, getting into contract. Roger and I don't do any of that. We'll steer in the right direction. We'll set the gauge of the track, and then the QS will, will, will run that uh, system through but it doesn't stop there. Okay, once we've got a contract, we need to operate that contract. Well, Nigel and I don't operate that contract. Again, we'll provide some of the stewardship there, but the actual day-to-day operations of that will be a QS. And and that QS will be in attendance to each of those meetings, we'll receive the application, we'll assess it. So we're explaining the detail to you so that you understand the type of service you need from what is a very select few professional team. And if you can achieve that, you'll learn, you'll hoover up huge amounts of information, huge knowledge. Your experience will grow exponentially, but the draw on your time will be significantly less. 
you'll have greater accountability um, to, to, to other parties. You know, they'll, they'll be accountable to you under contract and you'll have far more assured outcome. And you'll get the respect a whole lot quicker of the banks. And that, that is a concern of, of many people starting development. Well, I've never done one before. What will the mm. bank think? Will the bank fund? The bank understand that everybody does their first deal once. And what they don't want is somebody explaining how hard they're going to work. They want to see somebody who's taken a step back, brought the right team and engaged the right team um, and is humble enough to say, well, I know what the risks are, so I've put the best people in place to manage those risks. And that is the most effective message you can give a bank. They would be absolutely delighted to hear that, Mark, wouldn't they? Absolutely yeah. delighted, you know. And and we we come across it quite a bit. There's a, that concern about, as you say, I, I don't I don't have the experience. Well, no, you don't. You don't need the experience. You need to bring in people with the experience that will will pick it up and um, just be just be possibly a key manager. There's an interesting concept. So you know when we. We'll obviously do a lot of, lot of activities to buy the site, let's say, or the building, whichever it is, and we, we'll get a key, won't we? And then immediately pass that key to your professional team who will then work up the design. They'll go to sites and they'll do whatever they need to do you know, to get all the final drawings uh, completed, uh, tendered, and then the successful contractor, the professional team, will hand the key to the contractor. So then the contractor will get on with the, you know, the contract, whatever the scope of work is, and then, you know, hopefully when it's all completed, the contractor will hand back multiple sets of keys, you know, to you. And then you will hand those keys, guess where? To the estate agent for selling or to the estate agent for letting out and managing, whichever the case may be. So you're almost a, at a very, very high level, a key manager, you know, and just think in those terms. And, and this is what the bank want you to be. They want you to be in the most effective position, getting the next deal, bringing in that professional team, you know, that's going to do it. They've got a track record of doing it, you know, very successful, got great CVs, all these sorts of things, which you can obviously pass on to the bank to satisfy, you know, their requirements and um, away you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now we also need to provide a safe working environment. Um, so health and safety in any construction environment is going to be incredibly important. Um, now, whatever your experience is, I'm pretty sure that you're not an expert in contracts and health and safety. None, none of us are. Um, so again, we're building in into our contracts, into our design process, into our engagement, things like health and safety. Um, so health and safety... Um, I mean, I've, I've been involved as you have, Nigel, for you know, 30 years now in construction environments, and we've seen an incredible change in terms of culture and environment there. We've now got the construction design and management regulations. The current ones in force are, are 2015. Um, so understanding the duties and your, your QS will understand the duties, your architect, your principal designer will understand the duties. So it's making sure those appointments are covered. And actually, from the developer's perspective, there are only a very select few things that you need to do. And we can show you what those are. Um, but your professional team will help guide you through and um, what they are. So compliance um, 
is really important. But number one thing on compliance for CDM is, is the developer appointing the right parties? So even legislation backs us up with the point of you have to get the right experts on board. Health and safety isn't something you try hard yourself. Um, you create the culture. And we've always believed that, Nigel, haven't we? Um, we've, we've had a background in environmental, social governance, um, and, and in renewables and you know, many different areas. Um, and just so important that we engage the right parties, but we are responsible for creating the culture. If we create the right culture, we're halfway there to achieving assured outcomes. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, our equiculture, equitability, it's about creating shared value. That's a culture that serves our environment. And as Nigel said, we work with our professional team time and time and time again. Yes, we'll hold them honest to make sure we get a, you know, a fair market price, but we work in collaboration and they love that. And they come back and we work you know, repeatedly uh, over many um, over many developments. And each development becomes that little bit better, that little bit easier than the last one. Yeah. So it's a, it's a real journey. Absolutely. You know, after every contract, I know for sure, you know, there's there's a lessons learned meeting, as they term it. You know, and it's this is not a finger pointing session at all. You know, it's all about bringing people together, everybody that's been through that contract and enable them, you know, equip them with the ability to to be creative and think of different ways of improving efficiency, improving maybe the output, all those sorts of aspects. You know, even time, you know, time could be a you know, a different method of construction, these sort of things. And it, it's really important that because then you grow, you, de- you develop, you evolve your product, um, you, you're driving more and more elements of efficiency into it. So that, that meeting right at the end, when everybody's kind of dusted themselves off, you know, the, it's all finished and, you know, you've been around and signed it all off, just, just book a, a date in the diary, bring everybody together. Again, you don't need to be chairing this, just attending, you know. Um, get your project manager to set it up and um, get a fixed agenda and just go through each of the disciplines, you know, and allow those parties just to, the freedom of speech with no judgment whatsoever, just to, just to be creative and just see what, what comes and you su- be surprised. I mean, some things it's almost like really interesting, but we, we probably won't do that. But, you know, when the nuggets come, <laughs> that's kind of the environment when they do come, isn't it, Mark? Definitely. That lessons learned, new ideas. And again, that's, as you say, it's breathing life, life into a, a, a culture. And that culture manifests itself down onto the site as well. Mm. You know, that, that environment where nobody walks past an unsafe situation um, that people feel as though they can, should, and must raise that to the attention of, of people. And we've seen that on very large construction projects over our careers. Um, but it's also relevant on on your refurbishment. And, and we do small refurbishments. We do small developments, small land developments, small commercial to residential. You know, some of these can be a, a matter of a few hundreds of thousands of pounds. It's very easy for the multi-million pound schemes to, to hog the social media spotlight. Um, but this is relevant to, to even... Uh, you know, even those day-to-day projects, which we all have of just a few hundred thousand pounds. Mm. Um, it's the principles, it's the culture that you adopt. It is. I think a, a standard, you know, when 
when you go onto a site as well, um, you can always tell a, a well-run site. You know, it's clean, it's tidy. The you know the accommodation is clean. The storage of materials is is very uniform, and and it's not scattered all over the site. You know, these sort of things, and particularly. Um, you know, I mean, this, this would apply to land deals as well as, um, you know, let's say office buildings that you're converting. But to go into a building like that, where it's all organized and clean, it just gives that almost, it almost like an uplifted feeling, you know, of this is a good sign. This is a good sign. And it's, it's interesting over the years, um, you know, corporate life and out of corporate life that, you know, projects that we've been onto, um, seeing the difference you know a, a, a kind of a site that's been run kind of okay but there's rubbish everywhere and needs a good sweep up and that sort of thing you, you think of a, a tradesperson arriving to site for the first time you know he's working for a subcontractor or a sub subcontractor whichever the case may be comes to site and he sees rubbish everywhere it becomes a culture it becomes a culture and that person knowingly or unknowingly will just kind of morph into that same culture and before you know it there's more rubbish everywhere you know this sort of thing so you know the same scenario played through of a, a new party coming to site where it's clean it's tidy it's organized there's, a, there's an area to sign in you have to sign in you know there's an induction area the, the mess facility you know where they can the canteen and what have you where they can sit down and eat the sandwiches lovely and clean and tidy people then respect that and, you know, in more cases than not, we'll continue that standard. It just becomes a, a standard of the site just to continue. So I, I think it, it's, those, those points are really important. And, you know, a, a site that's, let's say, um, not on its game, you know, in terms of standard, you tend to also see that through the quality of the finished product from time to time. You also see, if you look at the health and safety records, you start to see, oh, there's more, there's minor, a few minor accidents going on here. You know, there's a cut finger and there's this and that. Somebody's tripped, tripped over a block that was on the floor that should have been tidied away, these sort of things. So, you know, it all kind of sits around the efficiency and the, the right thing to do <clears throat> on the site is, is make sure it's run, you know, really nicely. Um, and, it, and if you were working on the site, that's the kind of site you would expect to to arrive onto and um, you know want to spend the day doing your doing your work on um, and not just a, a pile of rubbish everywhere you know really important stuff. Brilliant. So so important that that culture and um, you know why why wouldn't you want to be involved in uh, with people who understand that culture and um, we've got a very special event on the fifteenth of September actually I've just put that in the chat box for those of you who are listening in live. Uh, it's our property developers conference, which we're doing in conjunction with with a number of our trusted partners. So, come spend a whole day with us, virtual day, um, register, and we'll be talking about the detail of what it really takes. And you'll be able to meet many of our uh, trusted partners, our professional team, who enable us to really achieve great things and at a scale as well. Um, so, uh, click on the the registration in the chat box. Um, and also uh, drop us a, a note if you want that link or visit us at the Equa Academy uh, Facebook group. So, so many different areas, uh, Nigel, in the construction phase, you know, the visual representation of your site. What are you selling? 
your hoardings, you know, the, 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 the site gates, if you like, um, and the perimeter. Do you want to sell something? Are you selling the new homes that you're creating, and um, whether they be apartments or flats? Do you want to use your, your uh, hoarding as a billboard? You know, could you get some graphics, some CGIs? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're renting those properties, and maybe you don't want that. So at what stage do you want to publicize what you're doing? So a little bit of thought, and that's for the, that gets the creative juices flowing of, of many people. So it's for you to design and be the architect of the overall development, not the detail. You get others to do that, but you want some hoardings where you get your design team to work with your architect to take the CGIs um, and shape something um, that can be then your, your main contractor can put on your site hoardings. Um, again, you call the shots, other people will deliver for you. But if you forward think, you know, anticipate and simulate, if you forward think these things, um, they'll be, they, they probably won't even be priced by the main contractor. They'll be included, but you've got to get them in at tender stage. Yeah. Remember the golden rule, you never change your mind unless you really have to after the contract has been signed. Yeah. Work, work really hard up to and including the tender period. Uh, really, really hard just thinking of all every single aspect that you can imagine that could be required within the development, just really, and use the team, you know, to make that list absolutely comprehensive. And as you say, Mark, you know, you're in a hugely competitive environment at that point. You know, the, the contracting parties will, in some case, just put no cost against it at all and just do it. Just do it as almost like a, a means to be competitive and, and win the job. Guaranteed, if you do that after the contract is placed, you know, what, what it would have cost, you could be paying two, three times that price on the other side of the fence. So it's a really important tool. Just think through every aspect all the way through to the end. You know, do you want to show home? Do you want to show flat? You know, these sorts of things. Because if you do, there may be a, an outer sequence uh, kind of process in the program that needs to be considered, which could cost money. You know, they need to bring one flat in early, as it were, while everything else is going on. So just, just get it in prior to tender, definitely. And, um, and then there's, there's, no, there's no worry and you know, you, know you, you, can, you can be assured you're getting that at the absolute best value. Um, but after the event, it's going to cost you a fair bit. We want that contract that is signed to represent the final account figure at the end of the development or as close to as we possibly can. So, Nigel, we thought this would go into multiple episodes. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, So next week, we'll be giving you more top tips in that construction process, how you can simplify the construction process, identify the risks, manage risks, transfer those risks to people who are eminently more qualified to manage them than you ever will be to enable you to enjoy the evolution of your wonderful development. So uh, thanks once again, Nigel. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. 
Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.